Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player a preference by searching for Sift Pop. <laughs> fans to a brand new episode of quality check podcast i'm one of your hosts daniel posey and joining me to the left drew douglas did that opening catch you off guard it always does good i was telling you right before we started recording actually we were recording we're just trimming that part out it was whenever (laughs) uh for high fidelity the movie which you haven't seen we'll talk about the tv show here later in this podcast but there are sounds that Jack Black makes in High Fidelity, the movie, which I would rank is probably my favorite John Cusack movie. And it's up there for one of my favorite comedy musicals of, of all time. It's good. But so I need to see it. I highly recommend it. I wish I had it on Blu-ray or 4K to give to you so that you can watch it tonight after this recording. Unfortunately, I do not. But I, mean, I, I got a lot on. of stuff I got to watch. You're on hiatus right now. I want a movie hiatus at the moment. We're going to get into that. Okay. I have kind of been as well, but it has been somewhat unintentional. And I'm, I've got a lot to get ca- caught up on. And I'm a little overwhelmed just because my queue keeps growing and more and more movies are added to that list. I did, however, I, I forgot to say, I was going to tell you on this show, though, I got to see Parasite finally. Oh, did you like it? Uh, I dig it. Yeah. You didn't, you don't sound like you loved it. It was, uh, I don't know. It left me thinking a lot about the movie. I really liked the rain scene where they're all at the house and I don't want to spoil anything, but it's the, this rainstorm. That's it. That's all I'll say. That was really cool. I thought that was really, that was shot well. That was choreographed in terms of like how they set up the movements for everyone and also the i'm making it sound like it was a dance uh, scene but it's your heart pounding i was very i was sweaty i love that 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 was that was really good but i don't know it left me thinking about a lot of things i can't i will say that immediately after watching it i liked it but i have every once in a while uh, like today for example i've been thinking about that on and off would you say it's a best picture winner? Uh, yeah, it's a surprising best picture winner. Yeah, it's it's cool that it ended up winning best picture, but I I will end up saying that the film did a few things that caught me off guard in a good way. However, I went in not knowing what to expect because of so many people talking about the unexpected changes every fifteen minutes or so. I didn't think it changed all that. I mean, it did, but. I was expecting something to be like a lighthearted Jim Carrey comedy and it would change to something that was really serious and Quentin Tarantino-esque. But, eh, anyways, I just wanted to bring that up real quick. 
And also, talking about bringing things up, we've got this new segment we'd like to introduce to you called In the News, where we pick one thing in which we think is the best, could be worst thing that we've heard in recent movie news, and we want to share that. I got some I'm excited for, and it kind of hasn't happened yet, but this Thursday we're getting our first look at Candyman. Oh, so the trailer comes out this Thursday. Yeah, right. They're already they got the the teaser for the teaser, which is stupid. Well, that but I make, love it. It gets a little it gets a little buzz going. Have you seen it? The teaser? Yeah, it's like five seconds, <gasps> and they have this thing where you can tweet out um, Candyman five times, and you get a little clip or something. Oh, that's awesome. When we did our most antis- anticipated list of 2020, I, I believe we went to June. Correct? Yep. What did you pick in June? What Not did I Candyman? Pick? Did I pick I Wonder can't Woman? Remember. Whatever it is, it doesn't deserve to be there. Candyman's got to be (laughs) the June most anticipated. I guess because we hadn't seen anything yet, I kind of pushed that aside. Mm -hmm. But I'm really excited to see what they do with this. This is a spiritual sequel written, co-written by Jordan Peele. Hmm. And uh, I'm really interested to see what they do with this. And especially since Jordan Peele has been kind of pumping this up since before us, I believe. I know it's been very hush-hush for the most part, but I have seen the poster. You sent that, you texted that to me earlier this morning, and I like it. At first, I'm like, what is this? I'm like, oh, okay. The tagline is a little, I don't know. It's okay. It's like, don't say his name or something like that. I'm interested to see the the music. It's been a while since you've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. The music is one of the most iconic scores ever. It's, I think, one of the best film scores ever by Philip Glass. I am interested to see what they do with the music. Um, whoever's doing, I don't even know who's doing the music, but good luck. I, I'm also wondering if Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone has any kind of influence over this, just in terms of how he made the show look. And before we got to see the Twilight Zone, I would have assumed yes. But now after we've watched every single episode, sadly, of that, um, it. I, I really don't think it will be that case where Candyman will be very reminiscent. I think they're going to really play up the nostalgia factor of that original film. But yeah, I'm I'm on board. I am still slightly hesitant, but I know when we were going through our most anticipated picks, I didn't pick that for the reason of just being kind of worried about it. I guess I didn't know that he co-wrote it. I knew he was ushering in mm. this new version. I didn't know he was so hands-on. I knew that he was producing, but I didn't realize either that he was co-writing. I'm locking it in. Peak hype. Oh, well, that'll be a nice outside of the superhero because that's coming out the same month as, I wonder if it's the same time as Wonder Woman. I think when, I don't remember when Wonder Woman is. I believe Candyman's June 13th. For some reason, that sounds like Wonder Woman. Yeah, it does. So that that could be a good weekend. It's going to be a good couple weeks. Man, I'm I'm ready for that. I'm I'm excited. May, June, July is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not May as much. June, July. May will be okay. Closer we get to Black Widow, the more oh. I can't get enough of Florence Pugh. I, I know really, I sent you a trading card the other day that's got her character from Black Widow. Really hope that they create a spinoff with her because can't get enough. What if she's really bad in the movie though? We don't know. Yeah. She could suck. How how can Florence Pugh be bad, though? She can't, but she could be. Oh. <laughs> What's, what is yours? My pick for In the News is actually something you shared with me yesterday, and it really caught me off guard. I did not know about this. 
originally did not hear anything until I opened a text for, from you. And it's Martin Scorsese's trying to nail down a quarter billion dollar deal with Netflix. He's open to the idea of producing his upcoming film, Killers of the um, Flower Moon. Is that? I can't even freaking remember the name of this movie. Let me pull it out. Killer of the Flower Moon is the title for his upcoming movie. And it's he's trying to produce this for $225 million and take it to Netflix, home of the Irishman. I mean, that's what? insane. 225? What are we doing? This yeah. is a movie about a, a killer. I'm just Shootings. surprised. I just don't get this. But, I mean, I'm down for anything Marty wants to do. And we've also got Bob De Niro and Leo, his two main men. Paramount is currently in bed with Marty on this one, but they're getting nervous. And they're worried about backing this production as it's continuing to balloon to more than, well, we're reaching a quarter of a billion dollars. I mean, is this right? I, that doesn't seem right. It doesn't. I, I, I'm not familiar with the source material here, but anything Marty does and you put on Leo and Robert De Niro, I'm on board. I don't care what it is. I'll watch whatever they end up doing. But it is hard for me to believe that this kind of production is going to involve this. The Irishman makes sense. To me, seems insane that Netflix is most likely going to be supportive. I mean, why not? It's Martin Scorsese of all people. They got money to burn. Just just give it to Marty. Do you have anything to say about Marty and his quarter billion dollar project? No, I just don't know why he needs that much money (laughs) (laughs) about shootings, a movie about shootings. You know, another thing that I don't know why it's getting so much money, Bad Boys for Life. Jeez. Let's now segue into the box office fantasy. We've got an update for you in which Sonic dipped pretty heavily in its second weekend. More than 50%. I was actually very surprised by that. And Call of the Wild, the new Harrison Ford joint, in which he was rolling around with a Andy Serkis-like man, all to capture this uh, dog-like... It looks awful. The CGI, just I can't get over it. But uh, Call of the Wild did pretty decent. It was ahead of the expectations for the weekend. Sonic made... I dipped like 57% around that range. Its total is 1077 million dollars bad boys for life my january pick is at 191 and a half bringing my total to just a little over 299 million and then you have fantasy island that went up to 20 million it's bad that i'm happy you got 20 million (laughs) dollars i'm celebrating that i mean i will be celebrating that if bloodshot makes it next month and then your do a little january pick is it 75 million (sighs) I can't even top $100 million. You're sitting at total-wise for those two movies, $95 million. I'm ahead $204 million. That rain won't last much longer because, well, Sonic, I'm, I'm really hope. I told you that, man, it'd be great if Sonic makes $200 million. Won't. There's won't. no chance. Not now. You're not even going to hit 150 Now, I'm hoping for 150 And Bad Boys, so long as it finishes over 200 which it will, I'm set. I'm fine. And if I'm able to get ahead 250 
over you, then I'm feeling okay. But Quiet Place is going to be your pick for March. I'm worried about that. I'm, I'm really hoping that it scores in the 170. It stays at the bottom of those predictions for what it's tracking right now. But man, a lot, a lot of people are just expecting it to be a breakout movie. And I am too. It's, it's making me nervous. If Bad Boys for Life can make 200 mil, I would say Quiet Place 2 can make that as well. But uh, yeah, you've, you've got a good chance because of how my March and April picks, Bloodshot and Trolls, um, I maybe 40 million for both of those total at best. No, Trolls is going to do okay. I think oh, you're man. really underestimating Trolls. And just the suckers out there. But then Angry Birds ended up making like 107 million, and then Angry Birds 2 dipped to like 40. I'm worried about trolls doing that. I'm I'm hoping for some kind of a hit with trolls because I the closer it gets, no time to die, I really think it's going to be huge. I just all my picks have been wrong so far. I in February, I wish I would have done the invisible man. Good yep. buzz. I was worried that you would end up picking that. I think I said that last time. But even Call of the Wild would have been a better option. Yeah. So I screwed <laughs> up. Over Fantasy Island. But that's helping me out now. And it may that may end up being what saves me in the end. I don't know. A couple, a couple episodes ago, I, I was really down in the dumps. And now I feel a lot better. Yeah, you should. I, I actually feel like I could win. Well, with no time to die and then... Well, with Quiet Place in No Time, both of those, I I would say you could easily make 500 with those two. I feel like that's the case. I just need audiences to just not see Black Widow. Oh, if you could do me that favor, just don't buy a ticket. It's I need Black Widow to do like Wonder Woman numbers, which it's possible. And if we also get that RDJ cameo in there, which there's a lot of speculation he may i don't see why not it's a prequel technically to the last couple of movies we've received well so, he needs to make amends for doolittle oh that's going to do it for the box office fantasy update let's now cover the final thing which is our pop culture diet what we're consuming yum, in yum. terms of watching listening or reading what do you have? You were talking about this hiatus that you're on. I'm not watching Movie movies box. right now. I'm taking a hiatus. What's your boycott reasoning? No reason. I just want to live a life Ooh. and not sit in front of a TV all day. And watch Survivor, the TV show. Now, that's going to change because I got Invisible Man this week. The way back mm. next week. So I got some movies I'm going to see. But um, I've been plowing through Westworld. <sighs> Season one, I, had, I never watched it. I had watched the pilot originally and... For whatever reason, didn't love it. But I'm gonna I'm plowing through it because I want to catch up before season three premieres next month. And how far are you? I am five episodes into season one. So I'm halfway through season one. Okay. I do about one a night. Um just wrapped up seasons one and three of Veronica Mars and we watched the movie. And then we were gonna rewatch or I was gonna rewatch season four with my fiance who has not seen it. Season four really pissed me off. <laughs> so I'm hoping uh, it's a little better the second time around. And then I also wrapped up my first Apple Plus show, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. How was it? I watched that in like two days. And I liked it. I was expecting you to say C. C what? That's oh, the no, name no, of the no, show, no, no. yeah. Yeah, it's from uh, Rob McElhenney and 
Megan Gaines and Charlie Day, and two of those people created It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Megan writes for that show now. And I like Rob a lot. I find it very funny. Is it worth starting? I, they're like 20 minutes each. It's, <sighs> it's, you can plow through it. Hmm. I know you were texting about that in, in Westworld this past weekend, and I was curious what you would end up saying about that, and especially Westworld. I've seen season one. I need to watch season two. Did you like season one? Yeah, like I told you, it was slow. I feel like they could have cut it down. Some of the episodes seemed a little too long, longer than what they needed to be, but I enjoyed the puzzles. I enjoyed the journey, and all I will say is by the end of season one, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. It is hard to hit play and you see... An hour, two minutes. Yeah. I mean, granted, like three minutes is the previously on and then the credits and then you have your end credits. Yeah. That makes up another minute. But it is it is a slog to have shows that long, which is why something like Mythic Quest is great because mm-hmm. I can watch seven in one night and not feel like a fatsy. <laughs> or, or like you're just draining your life on a TV show. So you've been on a movie hiatus as well, but probably for yeah. different reasons. Yeah, I, I just something that I got really busy in February, and especially in the beginning of February, and then I just needed a, somewhat of a break from movies. And it's weird; I haven't really felt the urge to go to the theater lately. I rarely do at this point. I'd rather stay at home. It's it's really weird because I do like going to the theater, but no, I mean, then again, maybe it's just because of what's out. I have started something, though, while at home, and it's just okay. Oh. And it's one of my picks so far on the pop culture uh, for the month of February, and it's High Fidelity. Yeah. I told you I watched one episode and was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Got a couple of things about it so far that I think. I do love Zoe. I think she, after watching this, has and can be really great in some scenes. I like her just like very calm demeanor, very similar to John Cusack's Rob in terms of calmness. But there was kind of an essence of cool John Cusack had. But at the same time, there's also an essence of creep that Zoe does not have He's in the creep. show. And He's got like 30% creep. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, and I, but then again, this sounds really weird. And the movie, it made, like, I, I, did, I was not, like, put off by that. And, and there, there's a lot, I feel like, to love about the movie High Fidelity, especially the supporting cast, which brings me to my next point for High Fidelity, the show. The supporting cast is okay. It's, like, just okay. And I remember Jack Black, I, anytime he was on screen, he was chewing scenery and just... His chemistry was off the charts. I loved him. That was like the first movie I remember with Jack Black seeing with him and thinking, I can't wait to see more of this guy. And that's with pretty much everyone, even the main actress. I can't remember her name, but she was the main love interest of John Cusack and the movie. The person who is that for Rob and the TV show is is okay. Like I, I like the guy. And I may actually like the actor better in, and like kind of his character, but they have more time to flush all of that out. My problem, though, is that kind of with 
that character they're able to dive into, they're not diving into other elements of characters, including Rob, played by Zoe, and that would make her more interesting. And I'm really surprised by that. They're short episodes, and I've just seen two so far. And I like it. It's okay. Like, I would probably give it like a C grade. But you're, you're only too into it. Yeah, and it's it's just not really blowing me away. I do like some of the musical references. I watch it with my girlfriend, and she's like, I don't like this at all because I don't get any of these references. I, I do, and I think it's funny, and it adds to why I like it. Which made the movie a lot of fun because of the musical references as well. All right, I'll watch it. And could drop in hints. That's uh, I. I will say that it is worth watching, but the movie has a lot more heart, has a lot more energy, and the characters. Which it's you know with it being a TV show, there should be more of a dynamic there among other characters and they just don't have it like they did in the movie but we'll see i'll still finish it go through it but that's my main thing that i'm i'm working on right now it's just tv fest yeah i would say so and as far as movies like i said i did parasite and i'm i'm glad i finally saw that but there i still need to watch marriage story oh i haven't either not sure when i'll get around to that i'm just gonna go ahead and chalk that up to not gonna watch Well, all I can say that will end up ending us here is Laura Dern. Can't get enough of her. Really? Why? (laughs) (laughs) No reason. Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.